Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hey everyone, welcome to podcast episode 22 of the Building Heroes Podcast. So, who has ever had bored kids? Not just me, right? <laughs> I highly doubt it. You know, sometimes uh, we wonder, what do we do with bored kids? So today I'm going to give you different ways of looking at it that really kind of just took me a while to even think about it like this, but this is going to be really helpful if you ever have bored kids, which I'm guessing you do. Also, getting excited for the relaunch of the Hero Journey membership, which you can check out at buildingheroesacademy.com to help you along your hero's journey. It's going to be so good. Okay, boredom. When we think about boredom, we kind of just think, oh, we feel bored, right? Like life is boring, tedious, dull, not interesting, you know? But really when our kids say, I'm bored, it could actually mean more than just a dull life, okay? It could describe a whole range of feelings, really. Um, so it's kind of important to figure out what your kids really mean when they say they're bored, okay? Now they could say they're bored when they've had so much passive entertainment, like watching lots of movies, playing video games, that sort of thing, things that don't make them think because then they don't feel like doing anything that makes them think, right? <laughs> or takes any more effort. They could say it when they're uncomfortable with their thoughts or their feelings and they just don't know how to deal with it. So they could call that bored. Uh, it could be that maybe they have a task they're supposed to do, but they're having a hard time focusing. Maybe they haven't learned that skill of not being distracted <laughs> and, and, and learning how to focus on things. So they'll say it's boring. Or maybe they don't have enough variety in their life, or they at least think that they don't. Um, maybe they are doing something and it's not challenging them at all. It, it feels repetitive to them. They already know it, they, they get it. They, they don't wanna keep repeating it. They wanna move on. Um, so that could be boring. Or maybe they find something is too challenging or confusing and they don't wanna make a mistake. So they might call that boring. So sometimes a little tricky to figure this out. Um, what it really is, is they feel like they wanna do something, but they don't really know where to direct their energy. So it, it causes them the feeling of restlessness. Like they need to do something, but they don't know what else to do and they haven't figured out how to process this feeling. So that's rough. Um, so one thing a lot of people do when they're bored is they'll turn to the passive activities like screen time in an effort to take the feeling away. Okay, so they may be temporarily not bored when they're watching a movie or playing a video game, but it's going to come right back unless they understand where that feeling is really coming from. Um, the other problem is, you know, it makes you frustrated and it can zap your energy and it makes you feel like you don't want to do anything. So sometimes when kids are bored, they may end up acting out because they have this energy and they need to direct it somewhere. So maybe they're going to smack their sibling or, or yell or whatever, because they don't know how to process the feeling. 
so the other day, my son was listening to a great podcast for kids called, I think it's called The Way of the Warrior Kid. And um, the host was answering questions that kids had turned in. And one of the questions was really good. It was, what should I do when I'm bored? And I loved his answer. He, he said, boredom really just means you're too much in your comfort zone, okay? And if you're too much in your comfort zone, that just means that you need something to direct your energy at. It means you need something that will challenge you and help you progressing along your path again. So if we revisit these reasons why kids say they're bored, we, I can go through them one by one, but what I realize is that pretty much all of them, even though they may or may not be bored in the semantic sense of the word, maybe they just use that word, we can see that all of them really stem from not really wanting to get uncomfortable and not wanting to think because thinking is uncomfortable. So for example, if we have too much passive entertainment, like the movies and video games, they're passive because they don't require to think. So that's why we try to go to them because they feel more comfortable because we don't have to think about anything. And we also know it's uncomfortable to figure out what you're thinking and feeling and it requires thinking. <laughs> um, and, and learning the skill of being able to focus, that takes work, that takes thinking, brain power, okay? Um, if a kid is feeling like there's not enough variety in his life or not enough to do, it's because he doesn't want to think of something to do. And if we got kids bored from not enough challenge, maybe that's because it's, they, they get bored because they're not thinking. They don't have to think about it. Okay? But if they're confused or faced with a challenge, that's another thinking issue because it's feeling like it's too much thinking. And so then they'll turn off the thinking because they don't think they can do it. So when we're not progressing, we get bored. When we're not willing to get uncomfortable, we get bored. We get comfortable, okay? When we don't wanna do the work, we will stay right where we are and we get bored. And then to combat that boredom, what most of us do is we'll do something that will numb that feeling. Maybe we'll go browse in the pantry and eat food, or maybe we'll go watch screens, or maybe we'll blame somebody else. So what do we do when the kids get bored? Is it bad to be bored? Um, just like all emotions, it's not bad to have these emotions, but it's good to recognize what the emotion is. Now, I think that often as parents, we tend to start feeling like we have to be the cruise director and keep our guests or our children entertained all of the time. But when we do that, all that does is numb the bored feeling. And then when we're done entertaining, they're going to get bored again because they don't know how to entertain themselves, right? Boredom is really just a signal that it's time to find purpose to direct your energy to and get out of the comfort zone, do something else. And so if we can teach our children this concept that boredom is a signal, that it's time to make a choice, then they're gonna be a lot better off, right? So the choice that they have to make is they can either choose to be bored or they can choose something to direct their energy at to preferably something good, okay? So if they choose to be bored, that's fine. 
okay? Because that is a choice and it's okay to be bored. However, if that choice to be bored leads to other choices of actions like directing their energy in an unpurposeful manner, such as complaining or whining or swatting their siblings or bugging or whatever, you know, then I will give them something purposeful to aim their energy at, such as a chore to help them manage that feeling. And they also know that if all they can come up with to do when they're bored is screen time, then it might be time for a family screen reset. <laughs> so if my kids were to say that they were bored more than once or twice, I'll say, oh, good. I have lots of things to keep you busy to direct your energy at. Would you like to wash the dishes or sweep the floor? So I don't really hear mom, I'm bored very often because my kids really choose boredom. Now, I'm not really sure why, but for some reason, and I alluded to this a little bit earlier, I think in our culture, we as parents feel like it's our responsibility to keep our kids entertained, which is kind of weird because for most of the history of the world, that has never been the case, <laughs> unless maybe you were royal, I don't know, but even then they would just have their servants do it. So while we can and definitely should have fun together, it's not my responsibility to entertain the kids. And I don't want them to think that their happiness in life comes from outside sources. I mean, they're the ones that get to choose their actions, their perspectives in lives, and they get to choose if they're generating their own happiness because that's really the choice that you get in life. It's not gonna come from the things or from other people entertaining you. So the amazing thing that happens often with the choice that comes with freedom or boredom, the choice that comes with boredom, it often leads the kids to choose to do some really creative things, which is awesome. And I love it, but <laughs> I, I mean, I love how my kids having the freedom to be creative, but at the same time, got to have some boundaries in place <laughs> about what is actually acceptable to do. For example, I have a little daughter that has amazing and creative ideas and she is never bored. However, that one actually definitely needs some extra boundaries and reminders because a lot of times she just thinks she can do things that really aren't safe for her. So this is the girl that I found painting her toenails when she was two. She was definitely not bored. However, that's not very safe for her, especially on the carpet. <laughs> and yes, um, uh, I had an eight-year-old son who was totally bored and he went out in the backyard and he built himself this awesome treehouse platform one day when he was bored. I mean, it didn't work that great, but man, it kept him busy and his mind thinking and active and engaged, which was awesome. But luckily, this kid was well aware of the boundaries that he should not go out and use the power tools by himself. So yes, creativity is awesome, but we need to have some boundaries in place too. Now, I have one other kid too that definitely says he is bored more often than the others. But what I found is, is with this kid, when he is bored, he doesn't usually complain much. He'll just sit and think. And it used to really bug me because I'm like, come on, get up and do something. Go be productive. But he wasn't bothering anyone. And I realized what he was doing was just thinking, which is great, right? Because once he got all his thinking done and he would get his idea all set in his mind, well, and that could be weeks later, <laughs> then he would take action and do whatever he was thinking of. He would just have to process it all in his mind first. 
So, you know, that's something to keep in mind too. Sometimes it's okay to do nothing. So today I was reading to my kids, A Tale of Ancient Egypt. And it was the story of the Pharaoh who was the father of Khufu who built the Great Pyramid. And as I was reading it, I had been thinking a lot about boredom and I found this story really interesting in the context of boredom in the sense that it just means you need something purposeful to direct your energy towards. So I'm gonna to totally paraphrase this story and it's definitely not what the story was meant to convey, but this is what I got out of it, okay? So there was this Pharaoh who had everything, like everything he wanted, all the riches, the huge kingdom, peace, peace in the land. There was not even any contention to keep him busy, okay? So he got really bored. And he was so used to being entertained, um, but all of his old entertainers were really boring. So he calls for his greatest magician to come and entertain him. And of course, this is a lot of pressure on the great magician, but hey, he's pretty wise. So this is what he says. He says, okay, great Pharaoh, you need to go on a little journey. Go get your boat, get a bunch of pretty girls to row it for you and have them row you down the Nile. Now, of course, the Pharaoh immediately says, ugh, boring. I row down the Nile plenty of times and, you know, I don't want to do this. But the magician says, no, this is going to be different because first off, you've never had a bunch of pretty girls row the boat for you, okay? So pause from the story, okay? The magician is very wise because number one, he's getting the Pharaoh a change of an environment, getting him to move from where he is, which is really great way to redirect your energy. Number two, he is having the Pharaoh get out into nature, which opens up your mind, is really great to reset things there. And number three, he's having the Pharaoh go on a journey. He is giving the Pharaoh some purpose to redirect his energy towards. Okay, so back to the story. The Pharaoh agrees, at, to give it a try. He's not too bored because he's got a goal and a purpose. And the girls do make the journey an interesting adventure. However, sadly, the rest of the story is not really worth telling you because quite frankly, it takes a ridiculous turn of events. And it's really just to make the feral look good in the hieroglyphs and does not support my whole boredom thoughts here. But I, I did like these three things because and this whole concept of redirecting the Pharaoh's energy, because that's really kind of how we have to deal with, with our kids too. And actually, it's great not only for shifting boredom energy, but even other emotions too, like fighting or bickering or whatever, when all that stuff starts getting too high, or if you start feeling depressed or, or overwhelmed. Okay, so these three things are actually really great. Number one, change the environment, stand up. If, I mean, Go move into a different room if that's all you got. Do something, move. Number two, get out into nature. Nature is surprisingly healing and nature knows what to do with your energy. Um, number three, choose a goal or a journey to go on or remind yourself of your bigger journey and think of what little thing you could do today to help keep you progressing on that path. So in Building Heroes Academy, I always love to talk about the hero's journey. If you hang around me enough, you know that. Um, 
And so I, I picture this in the context of the hero's journey. If somebody's bored, it really just means you stop moving. You got stuck. Maybe you sat down and maybe you started watching the TV show on your journey and you forgot where you were going. You got distracted from your purpose. So if you can recognize that boredom, you can use that as the signal. It's time to reset. It's time to redirect your energy to something purposeful again and teach that to your kids. They'll get it. I mean, kids, kids are smart that way. Now, um, in Building Heroes Academy, I say you can homeschool your kids in an hour a day. And one interesting question I get a lot is, well, what are my kids supposed to do the rest of the day if we're only doing homeschool for an hour a day? So I never expected that question because for me, I was always so busy doing trying to keep the house running, the kids sane and fed and all that and home homeschooling too. But at the same time, I realized that is a valid question because when I first created BHA, I went through and I, I thought, you know, I want to hit all the basics, but I didn't realize that when I went through and looked at all the basics, we could really actually teach them in an hour a day. And I didn't know that until I actually created the method. And I found that it was a huge added benefit to have all that extra time, which we aren't used to because we're so used to filling up the kids' time with structured activities and making them do this and making them do that. And so when I realized that it is actually a huge benefit for them not to have every minute of their day dictated, I mean, I'm not saying you can't do structured activities or anything, but letting them have that free time, letting them get bored, letting them choose how to deal with that feeling, how to make the choices to get their stuff done um, is huge because it really helps them see that they are in control of their lives. You know, they can choose to be bored or not. I can choose to fill their time with lots of structured activities, but they don't ever learn how to manage it if I do that, if I'm, if everything is already all planned out for them. It is actually really hard to decide what to do with your time because so many of us grew up with such structure. Now, it doesn't mean that the kids are going to stop learning if we only sit down and do an hour a day of learning together. They still have other things they need to practice. They have goals that they can work on. They can go out and play and be in nature, which is huge for ch child development. Um, but they also have opportunities to think of projects and, and play with other kids and things to do just because they have the time for it. So, you know, if you're finding that your kids are too overscheduled or they're feeling bored because when they don't have their schedules or their level of school is too much or too little or too repetitive or whatever, you might want to think about adjusting that and looking at that, which is one of the beautiful things about homeschooling because you can look at the signals because you're right there and you can see is my kid saying they're bored? Why are they saying they're bored? What is up with this? You know, what's the root of it and how can we adjust? And that's, that's what we have to do on a hero's journey. So let's keep on adjusting and reading the signals for what they are. And until next time, this is Molly Christensen signing off. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.